Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the podcast. Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to another edition of the FPL Addicts Esports Live Fantasy Videocast Podcast. Today we'll be reviewing Game Week 34 and reviewing the new newly formed Triple Game Week 35, where a lot of teams have a double game week and one team being Manchester United have been given the first ever Triple Game Week. Alongside me, as always, are Ollie, Jack and Dave. We'll start with you, Ollie, because you're sort of returning back to the podcast today. How have you been, mate? Well, you say as always, mate, but I've been very, very inconsistent on this podcast. It feels like I'm like returning back from an injury layoff or something. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's nice to be back. It's really nice to be back and uh, buzzing to be back on the podcast again. And hopefully, I can provide some decent advice for once. Yeah, he's he's fit to play. He's not seventy five percent risk of playing. Got the the yellow caution above his head. He, he's back on the podcast, which is brilliant to have you back, mate. Jack, how are you getting on, mate? Triple game week for Man United. Are you ready? Yeah, listen, good to be back on the pod. Welcome back, Ollie. Um, and yeah, it's waking up to the news this morning um, that we've got three games in the next seven, four games in the next seven days, including the like the Euros, um, the Euro League. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's going to be pretty intense. Um, and yeah, excited. I just wish I was back in the UK, as I said to you earlier. I just wish I was back in the UK watching it live every every minute. Sit on the couch, watch United every night. It'll be nice. <laughs> Would be brilliant, mate. It'd be uh, every every couple of nights you'd, you'd have more Manchester United than you can deal with. And uh, we'll, oh. we'll finish off. We'll finish off with you, Statman Dave. How have you been? How's Fantasy League treated you this week, mate? Yeah, uh, not a bad week, except my classic team struggled a bit with the game cancellation. I had uh, four players affected by that and uh, had basically no coverage for them, so ended up having three blanks and ended up with a, a lowly twenty-eight, which I think might be my lowest score of the season. So. Yeah, not not a good result for me, That uh, the game cancellation. Yeah, I think that was quite similar for a lot of people. And Jack, obviously, it was your team, Manchester United, who had the game cancelled because of the uh, the protests, the riots, whatever you want to call it, where they broke into the stadium, which was uh, quite bonkers. But what were your what was your takeaway from that? Yeah, watching watching it all unfold, obviously get sat down here, it's like for a one thirty AM kickoff, so at one AM, all that madness was unfolding. You know, the protests went from you know, obviously a very my, small minority of the United kind of fans, some of them maybe not fans, but jumped on that, found a way into the stadium, got, on to, got themselves onto the pitch. And obviously, we, you know, on two occasions, there was uh, all sorts of scenes going on and then breaking out outside the stadium with the, you know, with the police. Listen, it wasn't good. It wasn't the intention, I'm sure. You know, obviously looked on all the different feeds and with the supporters groups and, you know, that wasn't what we wanted. Um, you know, the protests against the Glazers, you know, all, all the fans want is to say in uh, what your know, decisions like that going forward. So hopefully that can be sorted. And I'm sure there's a couple of clubs in the Premier League that won that as well. Yeah, and all it did really was cancel out the uh, the boring nil nil annual from uh, from Manchester United that, and Liverpool. So. That's what was going to happen. You're not wrong. That's that's what everyone was bracing themselves for, and it's it's kind of good in a way. Cause I, don't, I don't know what's going to if it might open it up more on the with uh, United playing more games before then. Uh, it might open up for a bit more of a, a clash. You know, a few more goals, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, mate. And obviously, as we mentioned, it has started the first ever triple game week. And on the topic of triples, Ollie, we'll go to you and you can review for us Spurs 4, Sheffield United nil. An absolute masterclass from the guru's favourite, Gareth Bale, or maybe second favourite after Harry Kane. But <laughs> he's got a man crush on him as well. He's he's not on tonight, unfortunately. He would love to talk about it, but we have to give him full, full credit. He would not shut up about him last week and he, he absolutely backed it up on the weekend. So uh, what did you make of the game, Ollie? Like to be honest, it's probably it's probably a good week to uh, to not have the guru on because we do have a time limit on this podcast, believe it or not. I think if he was on here, he'd be on for like another three hours talking about Son and, and uh, Gareth Bale and those two and Kane. Obviously, Son did wonders for my team, and Gareth Bale's uh, did a wonder. Gareth Bale rather did a wonder for a lot of others. So you know, frustrating not to have him. You know, you wake up in the morning, you see Tottenham win four 0 and to see Harry Kane not do anything in those four goals was rather frustrating, especially when you slap the armband on him, but. Gareth Bale is a Welsh wizard. We know what he's capable of. 
you know, fans of the Premier League for a long time. You know, we all uh, we all knew what he did in his first spell at, uh, at White Hart Lane, as it was back then, and now he's back at back at Tottenham, back in North London, and you know, he's, he's class. We all know that. So to see him score a hat trick was nice, a bit of nostalgia, if you will. Yeah, and I'm, I was in the same boat with you there, mate. We'll get into our teams in just a little bit, but the armband on Harry Kane was almost as bad as Statman Dave's armband on Mateus Pereira in the Wolves in the the Wolves West Brom game. So I take it away about that one, Statman. What's what's gone wrong there for you? Look, he's as I said in the pod last week. He's he's the number one form player in the game, and I kind of was expecting him to continue that form. And unfortunately, just like the rest of my game week, he uh, he struggled. So. Yeah, that's the way it was. Um, so it was a one, one-all draw there. Uh, so Diagne and Fabio Silva with goals each. Um, I had Johnson as my keeper, so he was my high-scoring player. Actually, he was seven, so he made up about a quarter of my score. Uh, he made eight, nine different saves for uh, for West Brom, so it was a pretty epic performance from him. Uh, still couldn't get the, t- the, the three bonus points, though, even with the nine saves. Um, yeah. Consider him quite unlucky, but it's about time you put faith in Johnson and put him on your pitch after what's been happening with your teams. But um, we will move away from that now. And as you've been saying, below the average and stuff, the average this week was 39 points and the highest in the world was 124 points. And I'm just going to assume he had no Manchester United or Liverpool players, so I've got no clue what he's doing anyway. But the top three performers of the week, we could go on and on about him this week on the podcast, and we probably will. Gareth Bale with three goals, a clean sheet and three bonus points, which gave him 21 points. Kai Havertz with two goals, a clean sheet and three bonus points, which gave him 16 points. And uh, Oli, is he one that you think maybe fantasy managers should sort of be taking a look at? You know, he played well this morning in the Champions League as well as Chelsea progressed to an all-English team Champions League final. But is he one that's going to be on your radar? Um, I think my midfield's probably stacked at the moment. So obviously with the midfield that I've got, I don't see a need to get rid of any of my midfielders personally. So he won't be one that I probably won't look at, but... I think he's definitely an option. Um, I'll just be wary of the, the fixture congestion for Chelsea. Obviously, they have now made a Champions League final, so that'll probably be in the back of Thomas Tuchel's mind because he'll want that trophy. He'll want a second uh, Champions League in Chelsea's history. So it'll be an interesting one. I think he can make a case for it, but um, it's not a route I'll be going down, that's for sure. Yeah, and just on the topic of Thomas Tuchel, read a stat this morning that he's the first ever manager to make back-to-back Champions League finals with two different clubs. So quite an achievement from him there. But we'll move on to my third and final uh, star of the week, which was Serge Aurier with two assists, a clean sheet and two bonus in Spurs' demolishing of Sheffield United. And, you know, we, we, we always talk about the Spurs attacking assets, Jack, but, you know, defensively, Aurier is one that gets forward a lot. But uh, is he going to be one that you're maybe going to have a look at? Maybe him, Matt Doherty, people like that? Um, not looked at either of them all season. Don't intend to for the remainder of the season. But yeah, fair enough, fair play for obviously turning up for one game this season um, for Serge. Uh, obviously, he does bomb up and down, doesn't he? He's, he's very uh, very active player and does like to get up there. And, and obviously, Doherty was brought in to do the same money from Wolves after, after his performances last year. But not majorly impressed with that back line. I suppose more under Mourinho, I guess. They weren't too that exciting um, ones that you wanted to back so but if you're looking for your for maybe some like differential kind of ones out there and to go back to back you know against Leeds maybe that might, might be a good shout definitely not the worst shout in the world but what we'll do now is we'll move on to our teams of the week so we'll see Statman Dave's team first and just before we do that the guru said Doherty has been woeful and uh, I can't say that a lot of people didn't predict that one because, you know, at Wolves, he worked in sort of like a back five, didn't he, Ollie? And, you know, brought into Spurs and he's just, he's, he was much, much better going forward, providing the balls in behind for Adama Traore and into the box for Raul Jimenez last season. So, to be honest, I'm not too surprised by that one. But what have you made of his performances so far this season, Ollie? Look, it was an interesting one because obviously at Wolves, he was, you know, Mr. Dependable, wasn't he? You know, you could pick him in your side and you knew exactly what you were going to get. I think it might have also been a price rise this season from from the start of the season. I think he went up to six. Was he 5.5 or five last year mm-hmm. at Wolves? Um, but a lot of people still looked at him anyway, just because of, you know, what he did, you know, at Molyneux. Um, but, you know, I, I've been a little bit surprised to see. I was surprised at the transfer initially, but definitely to see what he's done. He's been uh, a little bit poorer than what maybe I first thought. Yeah, um, just quickly, we'll move on now to your team, Statman Dave. We can bring the share screen up and we'll let you review how your underwhelming week went. But I'm in the same boat as you, mate, so don't worry too much. As we can see there, 28 points. So uh, what went wrong, I guess, is the question. 
Well, yeah, having uh, having four players out with that cancellated game and four of some of my most important players too with, with Fernandez, Greenwood, Shaw and Trent all out, uh, obviously hurt a fair bit. Um, probably the only people that actually hit was was Mason Mount and uh, Johnson. So, and they, even then, they weren't huge scores with six and seven. Um, so, on paper, the team's reasonably strong. I'm pretty happy with it. But just obviously this week, they just the ones that did play just didn't perform that particularly well. And obviously, my captain choice wasn't the best this week either. Yeah, and obviously your man Ian Acho again did did return. Didn't quite score, but he managed to get an assist. So you would have been happy with that one. Yeah, I was tossing up between him and Pereira for the captain, actually. And uh, again, I made the wrong choice. So that would have got me a few extra points, but still wouldn't have got me above the average. Yeah, just can't seem to get it spot on this week. And uh, another man who actually, I believe, has had quite a good week in the, under the circumstances this week is Jack Gillibrand, who's got 40 points, which is above the average. So in my books and Ollie's books, that is definitely a good week. So uh, take it away, mate. How did you go? Yeah, listen, happy with the uh, the average. Similar to uh, Statman, I had four players out with that um, the cancelled game, the postponed game. Um, so yeah, like the, uh, the was it Veltman and uh, Sanchez. I was tossing between the Aston Villa assets, uh, starting them at the start of the game week uh, between Martinez and uh, Target versus Sanchez and Veltman. But I went with the Brighton assets. They've been obviously clean sheets uh, galore in the last kind of ten. I think they've had maybe like four or five clean sheets, which is really impressive by them. Potter's got them playing beautifully. Um, so, yeah, scored well with them. And they kind of carried us through with uh, Ihinacho, uh, Kane, Cancelo. Getting the, um, so, yeah, looking good in there. Mason Mount performing as well. So, it, it turned up and just got us just over that average average line. Yeah, and Mason Mount, is he one that you're worried about with rotation risk, sort of? You know, they've got the FA Cup final and Champions League final now. So, it wouldn't be the biggest shock if he did get a rest at some point. Yeah, I mean... For for me, I've already taken him out. Obviously, going into going into this game week, um, yeah, even though he's, he has got a double game fixture, but it's probably worth keeping in there as well. Because what I guess what you'll find, all them Chelsea players after getting that win this morning, they want to play against City this weekend. They don't want to get dropped now because they're in the Champions League final. They'll want to keep obviously playing and starting uh, to make sure no one else gets that t- get that spot in the team. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Mason obviously was playing both both them games in the double game week for them. Um, and be, I'm sure he's going to be looking strong because he is a class player. Just I fancied uh, my United assets instead. <laughs> and there is absolutely no surprise there. And we'll move on to you now, Ollie. And how did no Manchester United assets affect your week? And, you know, you talked to me about it in the week and, you know, I'll, I'll just let you tell them what you got, as you can see on the screen now, because that has an absolute monster score for the circumstances this week. Yeah, it was. And it could have been a lot higher if I'd have, again, picked the correct captain if I'd have gone with Hyungmin Son over Harry Kane it would have been an absolute barnstormer of a week but I think this season you know you're always told in pre-season the first tip is to pick an 11-man squad pick your starting 11 and leave your bench as, as a basement bargain bin type players this year affirmed that you've got to pick a 15-man squad in my opinion and it showed it this week obviously I had Ruben Diaz who you know we haven't even mentioned that all week. He didn't even start for Manchester City. And then obviously Bruno Fernandes and Diego Jota both didn't play. So I had cover, which was nice. I had three players, obviously, who didn't score. But I had uh, Eitnery and Semedo come on. I can't remember who the third one was um, who came off my bench. Maybe Stuart Dallas, potentially? Oh, no, just the, two, no, just the two, off my, just two, two off my bench. Um no, maybe I benched Jota. No, I benched Jota to start with. So I'd never had Jota to start. Um, that was right. And so, you know, I had those two come off my bench. Got pretty lucky that uh, both the Wolves defenders came off my bench. Got 10 points there. Obviously, Semedo with the eight. And Aitneri, who's now out injured and out of my team as well, uh, with two points. But I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't hit with the captain choice. But otherwise, buzzing with the week. Yeah, it's not often that, you know, Spurs score four and Harry Kane's not involved with at least one of the goals, mate, is it? He seemed the, the, the simple and safe choice this week for me as well. So, very, very weird for you. What what did you make of it? You know, people have always, it's been the debate this season, Kane and Son tossing up between it. And, you know, maybe this week was Son's week, I guess. Look, you, you, you know, with hindsight, you know, you should have gone with Son, but you can't predict these things. Obviously, Harry Kane's been my main captain this season. Obviously, they say in FPL, pick one captain and stick to it kind of thing, or pick one captain most weeks. And Harry Kane's been my go-to all season. I didn't see any reason for that to change. Obviously, blanked. Obviously, the best players in the world have bad games sometimes or aren't as impactful as you know they may think they might be. So it's all right. 
You know, it happens. You can't hit the captaincy um, every week. A little bit frustrating, but we'll move forward. Yeah, and it was very similar for me, as I've mentioned. I uh, I also captain Harry Kane. I only got 33 points this week, so an absolutely appalling week by my standards. Six points below the average. Schmeichel in goal did nothing. Ayat Nuri, as Oli mentioned, blanked. Castagna with the blank. Dallas with the blank. Son returned, which was you know one of the saving graces of my week. Lingard, Harrison and Salah all blanked. Kane is the captain blanked. Ian Acho, who was you know, another one of my saviors this week, Bamford with the point and then seeing Roberto Sanchez on the bench with the six points really stuck a dagger into my heart. But um, <laughs> Aitner was, was my, uh, my my automated sub for Ruben Diaz, as Oli mentioned before. He didn't even play. He was brilliant against PSG the other morning, though. But um, yeah, I think we just got to move on from this week, lads. I really wasn't too happy with my performance, but a lot of changes have been made going into the uh, double and triple game week this week. So uh, we'll just have to get onto that one a little bit later. But in his absence, you know, we've talked about the guru because of Gareth Bale, but we've still got to review his team. And he was another one that just sort of just hit, oh, we literally did hit the average mark this week with 39 points. And, you know, Kufal Oli, he's one that a lot of FPL managers, including you and me, I know we've we've moved past him now. We've moved on. The guru's stuck with him and uh, it's paid off from this week, hasn't it? Um, yeah, it has. Obviously, he's been brilliant all season, um, has uh, so foul. But I haven't moved on from him. He's on my bench at the moment, so I've still got him in my team moving forward. Um, I think he's worth keeping hold of because... You know, he can get forward, he can bomb forward from fullback and, and put those balls into the box for, you know, or, you know, even create for the likes of Lingard to score or a bomb, uh, ball in the box for Antonio to head home or something like that. So he's probably worth keeping and he's been a, you know, a brilliant asset and a great find for all FPL managers that have um, had him this season. Yeah, and the, the double up on the Leeds, Jack, you know, we spoke a lot about Leeds, I'd say two weeks ago now when they sort of got out of the, the red patch on the uh, the difficulty rating. And, you know, so far, none of my assets have returned and none of Matt's have either. So I think they're going to be one for the future. But, you know, I'll, I'm definitely disappointed. How do you feel about the Leeds assets? Will they be going in your team for the uh, the future game weeks? Well, I did say on the pod last week, I was bringing Dallas in this week, but with this, all the, the change around the game scheduling, um, obviously that got thrown out. Uh, but I'm definitely still keen to bring Dallas in. Uh, he's still on my radar um, to bring him for the remainder of the season. They've still got good fixtures leads. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend if you to invest in them, perhaps not this week, especially if you've got Kane in your team um, or your Sons and your Bales, because I'm sure they're looking to fire against Leeds this weekend. Um, so, yeah, look for the week after, it might be a better, a better prospect. Yeah, and we'll just we'll finish off with you, Statman Dave. You know, Wolves' assets, their they're good favourable run of form and fixtures are sort of coming to an end now. Do you think it's sort of time to get rid of the dead weight like Podence and stuff like that? Yeah, Wolves has sort of been a team that I haven't really invested in too heavily this season. Um, you know, early on, I sort of had a couple of players like Cody and that, but they kind of let me down. And then I have sort of been avoiding them throughout the season. So I haven't, um, yeah. Definitely haven't been backing those guys for most of the season for me. Yeah, me neither. I think the uh, the injury to Raul Jimenez has really uh, put a hole in their season. But we'll check now what those results have done to the F- the FPL mini league. We've got Tom Stones in first. You know, it sounds just like white noise now saying that every single week, isn't it? Brian Curtin in second, Keith Thomas in third, Paganotis in fourth, Deza Poruta in fifth. Rash Murray in sixth, Anaya in seventh, Tom Southworth in eighth, myself in ninth, and Jimmy in tenth. Ollie, just outside the top ten and eleventh there. Um, you'll be happy to know I told you today that with the, the transfers I've made and the points uh, that I've taken away, you actually are in the top ten starting into the game week. So you'll be you'll be thrilled with that. You got your mini trophy for top ten in the mini league? Um, well, I mean, you said that I'd be a point clear of you, which which isn't quite true. You'd still be three points ahead of me because I'm taking a hit myself this week, which um, I don't know if I told you about, but I'm taking a four point hit myself. So you're still just about um, you're just about in front of me there, but it's not going to last long, mate. So enjoy it while it lasts. Hot on my heels, just in touch and distance. The guru is in fifteenth, as we can see there, and we'll have to scroll down for Jack in thirty-first. And then Statman, you were in the top fifty last week, but you've moved outside of the top fifty this week, and you now sit in fifty-sixth. Are you hoping to break into the top fifty for the remainder of the season, Statman? 
Yeah, I've been hanging around there for the last sort of month or so and uh, just can't really quite make inroads. Um, so, yeah, I dropped six extra places this week due to the obviously my, my poor week. But hopefully with uh, a lot of those guys playing triple game weeks this week that I can get back inside that top 50. Um, yeah, I think if I can finish 40 or something at the end of the season, I'll be pretty happy considering it's my first sort of season really doing, doing FPL. So, yeah. yeah. And what's your what's your plan of attack for this week then to get you into that top forty? What transfers have you made? Uh, so at the moment, I've just made the one transfer, which is Lacazette, who's been out injured, that I've sort of given up faith on, and uh, I've brought in uh, Wood from Burnley. Um, Why? Then... Why? <laughs> oh, for God's sake! All these Burnley just, players, man. Just because I knew you were coming on. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, obviously, I've with, sort of Matt with Vidra, and then now you with Chris Wood. My days. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of with the double game weeks happening, I've sort of got I've made a couple of hard decisions on on who's going to be benched this week. So Lingard and Dallas, even though they're in form, um, they're uh, they're going to be staying on the bench at this stage. Very interesting from you, Statman. And Ollie, uh, we, you alluded to your minus four this week. So how many Burnley players have you got in your teams after taking minus four then? <laughs> I've, I've got none, mate, as usual, as you know. Um, but I'm going Man United heavy this week. I think a lot of people are. And all three players that you know I'm, I'm bringing in are associated in some way or have played for Man United in the past. Two of them currently and one of them has since moved on and is playing against Man United in the double game week. So a bit of a Red Devils kind of theme going on. I've got both fullbacks in uh, Luke Shaw and Aaron Wan-Bissaka coming into my team um, because, to be fair, Aaron, Aaron wins the ball so much. So I've got to get some of that into my team at the moment. Um, I've got rid of both of the Wolves defenders I had in Nelson Semedo and Ryan and I've also taken out Ruben Diaz, who's been amazing for your season, and brought in Johnny Evans. Obviously, brother Corey oh, plays Johnny. at Rovers, but there's no way he's getting anywhere near FPL at the moment. But hopefully Johnny Evans can uh, keep up his goal-scoring form. Obviously, got one at St. Mary's the other week, and hopefully he can get a couple of goals for me this week. Yeah, I'm pretty similar to you, mate. Luke Shaw in... Uh, Joel Ward in, who's a bit of a bit of a differential for me this week. Crystal Palace centre half doesn't often miss games, and they've got two decent, decently favourable fixtures. So I'm backing them in this week. Uh, Diogo Yota in and Guaita in, so the double up on the double game week of Crystal Palace, and then out of my team went Ait Nuri, Roberto Sanchez, Ruben Diaz, and Jack Harrison for me. And Jack, we'll, we'll round off with you, mate. What have you done? I've taken a minus eight as well, L. Um, I've brought uh, Coleman in for Everton. Uh, he's obviously in a bit of form, so I thought I'd try and jump on the back of that, even though he did let me down during the season. Uh, Greenwood for Mount and uh, taking out um, Brewster for Watkins. So uh, I've got my midfield loaded up now, which is Salah, Fernandez, Greenwood and Yotta. So I'm quite excited about that. And the front three of Kane, Ian Nacho and Watkins. Um so, yeah, and obviously got Luke Shaw at the back with targeting Coleman, Martinez in goal. Pretty excited for this week. I think uh, 10 out of the 11 have all got double or triple games. So, um, yeah, hoping for a big one. And I've also have uh, played my bench boost as well. Um, so I've got Lingard, Sanchez, Cancelo and Veltman on the bench. Yeah, I'm the same with you there for this week, mate. Bench boost. I think it's the time now with the double yeah. game weeks. You know, it's my final chip to play. I'm sure it probably is your final yeah. chip as well, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if, um, I think we were chatting today, I wonder who's got a triple captain left because that'd be some some chip to play right now with a, on a United asset. I was scrolling through actually the top 10 looking at this before, uh, lads, because, you know, obviously I can do that with the with the extension I've got on here, but there isn't actually as many as you'd think with a, with a triple captain left. Uh, second in the league is Brian Curtin. He's still got his. Um, <laughs> wow. Fifth actually in the league, Desert Putra has got his still left. Um, outside of that, the rest of the top 10 have played theirs. Yeah. And the next one down the league with it available is um, actually one of our mates at school, Elliot um, Xavier Appellas, who's in 16th, who's still got three chips left to play. He's got his second wild card, <laughs> his bench boost, and his triple captain. So you'd think he'll be playing a couple of those at least wild soon. Card. So there's not actually yeah. a lot with triple captains left to play. It's going to be very interesting to see how the transfers that we've made this week shape our teams next week. But that ends the section on our teams.
Moving on now to the guru section. We're going to let Ollie take it away this week in Matt's absence. So uh, go for it, Ollie. Yeah, yeah, the, the Aldi brand guru, I've, I've branded myself. So this one won't run as seamlessly as all the other ones. Um, but um, nonetheless, we've got the uh, watch. This is all This is all the guru's work. So I'm just basically relaying it. This is all his you're opinion. You're not meant to say that. You're meant to, you you're meant to wait for it to, to pay off and then you take all the credit for it. <laughs> See, no, 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 no. Well, the thing is, if I, pre- if I preface it now, then the guru can take all the credit when he's back here next week. If it pays off, if it doesn't pay off, then I don't look like a melon who's come up with all this advice. <laughs> So, you know, it, it, I don't lose here. I can either give the guru the credit he deserves or, you know, take the take the Michael when it doesn't. But we've, we'll start with the watch list. He's got five to look at, and this is sort of his differential type section, I assume, or his form players are all mangled into one. He's gone with Kai Havertz to start 3.8% ownership. Obviously, Chelsea got a lot of fixtures come up for the rest of the season. Um, but one who's finally starting to hit a bit of form after, the, you know, the whole Wonder Kid tag, all the, the money that was paid for him after uh, moving from Bayer Leverkusen in the summer. So finally someone who's looking to hit a little bit of form. We've got former Burnley and Blackburn centre-half. There's not too many players who've played for both sides in East Lancashire, but Michael Keane is one, 5.6% ownership. Obviously, Everton centre-half. We know he can get forward and score some goals, especially from set pieces. So it remains to be seen whether he can do so this week. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, really disappointing season for him, obviously, when we realised that he was going to be a midfielder. I think... Everyone, their brother and their dog, had him in game week one. And obviously, he's been really disappointing after, uh, you know, winning golden boots in the past. Um, we've got Vicente Guaita, uh, 3.1% ownership from Crystal Palace. Obviously, Elliot, you said you brought him in. Got the double this week for the Selhurst Park side. So, maybe one to look at. And um, one of your favourites, Jack, in Edinson Cavani to round out the watch list. 4.8% ownership. Man United with the obvious triple. So, he seems one to back. Lads, any of those five tickle you fancy? I actually looked at Cavani myself this week, but I just sort of couldn't fit him in into my forwards without taking out one of my premium midfielders. So uh, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people go with Cavani. I expect, you know, Jack, you're obviously the resident Man United fan, but I'd assume he'd probably get minutes in a couple of these games coming up. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd be uh, making an appearance in all four of them. With a, you know, he's, he's a bit of an old boy these days, isn't he? But um, listen, I think if you back Cavani, he's, he's going he's gonna to hit surely in, what, in, in a couple of them games. Um, you know, I feel like the ones at Aston Villas and Leicester's, he will be hitting. Obviously, the Liverpool one is a bit more of a difficult task. But um, yeah, listen, Cavani's going to be good in there. There's, you know, Martial's out, uh, James is out. So it, it definitely leaves a space in there for Cavani to, to start with Greenwood, Rashford and um, Bruno. It definitely does. Definitely one to look at, especially with the triple um, triple game week for Manchester United, the first in FPL history. I thought there may be a couple more United players in there, but he's uh, spaced it out and uh, looked you know, all over England for some players to put in his watch list there. But moving over to his teams to back, I thought that I would have to prepare this all myself, so I was editing all the notes and stuff. And I'm really surprised to see the absence of Crystal Palace in these three teams to back. Well, I say not surprised. I probably would have had Palace in there myself if I was making all this stuff up. But the three teams in there, Definitely capable of doing something this week. Obviously, Manchester United, we've talked about at length. With their triple, Leicester got a couple of decent fixtures in their double game week. And obviously, they've got some star players that we all know about in FPL terms that might be able to do something this week. Obviously, Leicester do have Manchester United away, but also have the easiest fixture in the league, Newcastle at home. So you should think that there's something there. Um, And then also Liverpool, um, the third team, to look at obviously Manchester United away never an easy fixture obviously with the rivalry that those two clubs share but again their first fixture in the game week you know it's it's not too bad Southampton at home you'd expect expect points there for a lot of Liverpool assets so um so lads what do we reckon those three teams probably fair yeah yeah the, I mean the Leicester one as you mentioned Ollie easy easy isn't it five nil at home last season I remember you had uh did you have Soyuncu and Pereira in your defence that game, and they, Pereira got two goals? I think it was. I definitely had. A, I definitely had Ricardo Pereira. I'm pretty sure I had Soyuncu as well. I remember waking up for that game. I was in Queensland at the time. I remember messaging you, and you were just fuming. It was like one thirty or or something. I was watching that, and you know, just messaging you. You were fuming, and I was buzzing that Ricardo Pereira played the game of his life. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Obviously, a fixture you weren't proud of, and you'll be hoping for the. Uh, to avoid the same um, this this weekend yeah, coming up, but, um, but yeah, I'll have to see if that happens. In terms of 
captain picks, we'll stay with the Leicester theme and we'll start with senior man Kalechi Iheanacho, who, you know, obviously Statman Dave's favourite. There's goals <laughs> coming from against Newcastle, let's, let's say that. Well, I mean, it, there might not be, but I'll I'll predict it. <laughs> goals there for Nigerian frontman. Uh, if, if there's not, apologies to any Leicester fans out there that, you know, that I've now put the commentators' curse on, let's say. But I think Kalechi Iheanacho would be a safe pick this week for the armband. Bruno Fernandes, he's the one I'm going with. And I think a lot of other FPL managers will be going with, especially if, if they've got the triple captain <laughs> on the triple game week, then it might be one to look at. Mohamed Salah, obviously, probably down on his FPL standards this season for uh, the Egyptian king himself. But still, you know, we know what he's like. He's a talented FPL player. He's a brilliant player. I think he scored the most points last season. The first player to hit over 300 points. So... He's a class player, Mohamed Salah, and definitely one to look at. Ollie Watkins, obviously, moving from Brentford to Aston Villa at the start of the season. He's, you know, done well. Definitely a budget striker, one of the best we've seen all season and in recent Premier League history as well, um, especially coming up from the Championship and doing what he's done at Villa Park. Wilfred Zaha, obviously, Palace, I think outside of Manchester United, probably have the easiest fixtures of the week or, or the most appetising, let's say, fixtures of the week. I think it's two on the FDR for both of their games. Yeah, it is. Sheffield United away and then a trip to St. Uh, Mary's to face Southampton. So definitely want to look at there. And his curveball, he always does this, Matt, with a curveball. He's gone with uh, Digne. Um, obviously, uh, Nepenthes is favourite there as the number six captain. So um, that's what we say. And Jack, we'll go to you first. The number one on the list, Bruno Fernandes. It's, it's got to be, hasn't it? He has. He's been my, um, obviously, when you were talking about captains early on in the pod, mate, you you, you have one kind of set captain for the year. Um, Fernandez has been my my guy with Kane as kind of my secondary. Uh, but Fernandez, yeah, definitely he's going to get the armband this time. Three triple three games, he'll want to play them all. Um, Ollie will be too scared to drop him. I think he's got to play them all and he'll, he'll have that captain's armband on for me. I think he will for me as well. But uh, Dave, obviously, we've seen your your bromance with Kalechi and Nacho. Will you be able to move the arm, the armband off him, or are you too emotionally tied to the uh, to the last striker? No, I already have. I'm uh, I'm back in Greenwood this week, so not on oh, the list there. Are. But Boom. yeah, with the three games, and um, he's currently the the most informed player in the game right now. He's averaging nine point seven. Uh, so I, I can't I can't go against him, even though I'm you know ditching in Archer, but he's only got two games. So what can I do? Love it. Oh, so. Um, but I mean, Elliot, the captain you've gone with this week um, is Mason Greenwood. But you said at school you might consider changing that to the biggest cur- a curveball we've had all season. Explain. I said as a joke that I might go with Joel Ward because I really, really back Palace this week. I really, really do. But um, no, it won't be moving off Mason Greenwood for me, mate. As, as I said to you, he had over 30 points in his last four weeks. He's returned in every single one of them other than the Leeds game. And he's been absolutely insane for the Red Devils. So he's, he's my pick for this week. And if you don't have Fernandez in your team, I'd highly suggest, you know, get Greenwood in for this week, get Rashford in for this week and uh, he'll do the business for you. I love the comment in the private chat, by the way, from Jack. Lads, don't kill a saying school. <laughs> don't guilt trip me. <laughs> oh, God's sake. Uh, it's like, it's like the, the youth podcast, this one. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. I suppose so. Obviously, you know, that's where we do some of our best work in that in that common room. No, but, so, um, this is where it all comes from. It's from the from the uh, the, it's the, the back room in, it, in, in the join uh, <laughs> join the break time, lads. But, yeah, um, he's got the knowledge. You know, that's why we, uh, you know, we we need a mix of the young and the old in here to make sure we can provide the best advice and knowledge possible. I mean, we'll we'll give you the uh, the knowledge on FPL, and uh, you give us the knowledge of uh, of how to be a teenager. That'd be of class. life. Yeah, yeah, life. No exactly. I think that's a fair trade off. <laughs> if we're being honest, I think that's a fair trade off. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the uh, the guru section for the week. Slightly different because you actually have someone delivering it this week who has no clue on what he's talking about. And hopefully we get the actual guru back next week who can uh, can give you something. And also, as as we said in the group chat and the private chat rather as well, no scout eleven this week. So uh, not, you know, too short, not too short. Not too short. The guru's done there, but he's uh, slacking. Slacking. Uh, he had too many, he had too many games to choose from. I think so. Too many choices. He, but maybe. he's just on a Tottenham in the Champions League final. Uh, in a <laughs> final, rather, he just bottled it. He's just oh, bottled it when we needed him. I don't know if you maybe want to reel off a player each to um, you know see if we can build one. You know. Uh, yeah, Off right. the top of your head, kind of wing one. I don't know if um, L, you want to go with a goalkeeper. Guaita for this week for me, mate. Mm. I think um, I'm, I'm really fancy in Palace this week, which means they'll probably concede six in their two games. But um, 
Come on, Roy Hodgson. No, fair enough. And um, Dave, if you got a left back for us, we'll go. We'll go four four two, lads. All right, just for uh, for everyone out there, we love that. It's what life experience gives you. But have you got a left back for us? Well, a man that uh, you said you brought in this week, Jack. I'd go for Coleman. Yeah, nice. Um, Coleman's a good listen. He's got a couple of good asset, a couple of good games under his belt in a bit of form. So hopefully he can capitalise on that. And like I said, I brought him in as well. Um, Trisha plays right back for um, you know for Everton. And then in uh, another defender, Ollie. Yeah, I hope we're not going with the traditional four four two, two full backs, two centre halves because <laughs> why not? You know, I think we just go I'm just going to we'll scale one. We'll go four, if I can take, four full backs. If we if we could take if I can take the other full back then, obviously just seen in the comments at five twenty six local time here as we're doing it. Um Matt commented on his formation of the or of the five two three, so that's not something we're going with here. But um I'll I'll take Luke Shaw as the other fullback because I think obviously the three games, you know, you could you could pick either one of the fullbacks, either Wan Bissaka or Luke Shaw, but I'm bringing them both in. But I'll, I'll go Luke Shaw. Yeah, nice. Um, and I think I'll just put uh, Aaron Wan Bissaka in there just so we can uh, keep yeah, moving on. And Elliot, Elliot, one more. Joe Ward, mate. It's got Joe no Ward. one else this week. It's Joe Ward's game week, and you know we're just we're just living in the simulations. It's it's just time to shine. Very nice. Don't don't fancy Michael Keane in there. Nah, it's all about Joel Ward this week, mate. I can't believe the guru hasn't included him. I think he's got less ownership than than Keane. So uh, he's a proper, proper differential. Yeah, nice. No, I don't think he's a good addition. Obviously, they've got good fixtures, haven't they? So I don't see why not. I was, I was looking at him because um, I was going to try to fit Cavani in um, instead of uh, Watkins. But and Joel Ward was my go-to because obviously he's, he's cheap in there. Isn't he? But uh, moving on to midfield. Um, Statman, have you got a midfielder for us? Mason Greenwood. Greenwood, of course. Um, man in form, hottest FPL asset out there at the moment. Greenwood, probably one of the most transferred in, I think. Um, and then Oli, got a number of midfielders for us. Well, we've exhausted our three Man United players if we're going to go by that logic. So I was going to I was going to take, obviously, Bruno, who's going to miss out. Um, take Mohamed Salah. If there's no budget, Mohamed Salah's got to go in there. Two decent fixtures, so we'll have to see how he goes. Nice. Um, I'll go Zaha in there. I think in there. That's, that's our third Crystal Palace asset. Um, Elliot, another midfielder? Yeah, it's a bit boring, but I'll go with uh, Salah's partner in crime. I'll go with Diogo Yotta. Very nice. And I've uh, got one more for us, Statman, in there. Um, let's go with Havertz. Ooh, Havertz, yeah. Right. Very good choice. I think he's obviously got playing, um, you know, Tuchel's got him playing the way he wants him to do to earn his 300 grand a week which he's on um, and I was thinking now what about Sigurdsson or James Ward-Prowse Ollie what did you think about one of them yeah. two assets I looked at Ward-Prowse myself this week actually I hadn't give Gilfie Sigurdsson any thought which that's actually a really really good shout to be fair from you Jack but I think Ward-Prowse over Sigurdsson for me even though he's he's done alright has the uh, the Icelandic magician you know in recent weeks but yeah James Ward-Prowse is a, is a, is a great shout yeah, both really good. Obviously, they're all in, both on set pieces. Southampton have got we have decent five midfielders, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking what you, what you thought about them too, and if you obviously transfer one of them in, because I know you said you were struggling with a midfielder, but it was a uh, you know pretty two good. I thought they were two fair shouts as well to look at. Um, and let's go strikers. Uh, I'll go. Um, I'll put Cavani in there. Oh no, can't go with Cavani. We'll go. We'll go Harry Kane. We'll stick Harry Kane in there anyway against Leeds. Hopefully, he bangs a few against the uh, the Leeds ones, Leeds uh, team, which obviously I'll love to see. And L, do you want to finish off with a striker? Yeah, I'll um, I'll go with I'll go with Ian Acho. I think he's probably the obvious nice, choice yeah. for that second slot. He's got the double, but um, you know, there's also teams like Chelsea, so maybe maybe someone like Timo Werner. But uh, I'll go with Ian Acho. Listen, I think. Uh, Kalechi is going to be banging a hat trick in against you boys, hopefully. And fingers fingers crossed. So definitely him over that Timo Werner. Who've, he's only he's coming to a bit of form. I was hearing some stats today about Timo Werner. He's um he's actually scored twelve goals this season, assisted ten. So he's actually in the double double figures club. So overall for the season, so not too bad uh, from Timo, considering how much hassle everyone gives him. But um, obviously that's our kind of uh, off the cuff scout eleven. Uh, I reckon we've gone slightly over budget, but. Not too bad in there. And, so and we're, and we're playing a four-five-two because we've got Greenwood. We'll have more Greenwood, Shatter, Mane, <laughs> and Zaha. Yeah, so we're playing a four-five-two. Do you not like that formation? We'll take it. We'll move on with <laughs> it. We'll take it. 
We'll take it. And uh, thanks to the guru. And um, unfortunately, yeah, he couldn't be on here tonight. But uh, thanks to the guru for providing the goods. Um, and that covers the guru section. So moving on to the final section of the podcast this week and the absolute worst section of the podcast is the, the draft. It's just just rubbish at this point, lads. It's really Why difficult to hype to, uh, to hype, hype this section up for me I'm after sold. back-to-back defeats. But, um, Can I just say Rolando? Anyway. <laughs> Bloody hell, I'm, just, I'm looking at this for the first time. What? Have you seen that score? 73 to 60. I can't, what is no, going sorry, on there? I've interrupted you, Elliot, but I've said that's the first time I've seen it. Okay, I yeah, I, going I, over I think, the top of you. I think, no, I think he needs a personal shout out there from Orlando. Edison with seven, Ben Mendy with 12, Eric Dyer with six, Johnny Evans with 10, Abamyang with 12, Havertz with 16, Aguero with eight. That is an absolutely insane week from Orlando. And we have to remember... He's not picked any of these players. They're just the, the ones that were at the top of the list of the price and they get injured throughout the season. So he's bound to have one good week every now and then. But that is absolutely insane, Ollie. Um, would you like to comment anything more on that That just madness? Uh, from a draft peasant who lost this week, all I can say is fair play. <laughs> um, you know, I've been experiencing what Rolando's been experiencing all season in, in defeats. And to see him do that, the underdog story, admittedly against an opponent who doesn't check it either in, in my dad. That's a monster week. So, uh, so yeah, well done, Rolando. Fair play to Rolando. Not that it does too much to his season. He's still our basement boy of the league. But um, we'll, we'll start over with you, Jack, to, to get your joy before Ollie's sadness. A, a win over Ollie, that's a massive, massive three points for you. Yeah, it was a huge one. It wasn't looking too good at one point. And then uh, Antonio came out of nowhere and saved the day. He, even got a, he scored a brace, didn't he? Uh, Bag two and he could have had a hat-trick as well. So that got me, got me over the line. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, Antonio. Seems like uh, we've got your team up now. That the five-three-two, the, the Newcastle formation at the minute, preferred by Steve Bruce. So uh, you've must have been watching too much Newcastle employing his tactics, <laughs> mate. I think so. Uh, yeah, we went all right in there. I'm quite happy with that formation in the end. Um, I haven't got any, many many assets, many assets in there, and my strikers were struggling. So yeah, thank God Antonio turned up, and my defenders worked out all right as well. I mean, whatever gets you the points, it doesn't matter, mate. And uh, someone who didn't get points this week, including myself, is Ollie. 37 points, lost by three to Jack. And, uh, you know, Ollie, that's it's a really, really disappointing loss from you, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to check my bench just to see, just to see, just to drive that. If there's anyone there, oh, there's no one there. So, no one there, you know, no. that, that, that couldn't have saved no me. <laughs> no, um, look, it's an average team. Let's be honest. I need to get rid of the Fulham players. That that just shows I don't, don't check it because if I you know if I checked it then those Fulham players would have been out my team a month ago if not more but it's a devastating one to lose because if I win there it probably puts me in the box seat for a title push but it's getting tough now. It definitely is, mate. It's a, a, a monster three points for Jack. And then Dave, speaking of monster three points, you beating the Guru forty three points to thirty points. So uh, how big of a three points is that for you? Well, it, it, as we said last week, it sort of changes the league a bit. It sort of squashes up the top four and uh, makes the title charge a bit, a bit interesting for everyone now and it keeps me in touch. Yeah, so, you know, you've, you are, we say it every week, you're the highest scorer in draft this year. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you did end up winning the league, there can be no complaints from anyone. You've, you've, you're probably the draft guru for this season. Jack can claim it all he wants, but I think Statman Dave's probably earned the title of draft guru in my eyes. But, uh, you know, when you, when you employ Danny Welbeck and you're getting points, you really do deserve the win because that's just uh, visionary from you, Statman. To be fair, Welbeck was on my bench and he came in as a sub, I'm pretty sure. So my, uh, my defenders... My defenders and uh, my midfield did absolutely nothing, but thanks to my forwards scoring most of my score this week. So what you're saying I, uh, is if, you, if, if your subs didn't happen, Dianye and Welbeck never would have got on the pitch and you would have lost to Matt. There's 20 points right there. Absolutely. Wow. There we At go. the end of the day, as we said, building it doesn't matter how you get building it. Building a squad. Building a squad, isn't it? Hey, exactly. Statman, have you, have you taken a bit of inspiration from your draft team for your classic with uh, bringing Wood in there? Is he impressed that much in your draft team? Like that's why you brought yeah. him up. I think that's definitely true. He's He's been on the radar <laughs> for the last couple of weeks and I've finally pulled the trigger on Lacazette who just wasn't going to come back in. So, yeah, the obvious yeah, choice. Nice move. nice move. 
Yeah, and we'd love to have Matt on so we could grill him for this loss, but uh, unfortunately we can't. So if you're sitting at home, Matt, unlucky, mate. There's always next week, I, you know, I can probably chat a little bit more now because I don't think I can win. So, uh, yeah, you pick yourself up and you go again next week, mate. You're still in it, so uh, got got to just go again. And your dad, Ollie, Peely, with 60 points and Rolando with 73 points, that's game of the round for me. And I would have thought that would have been the most boring nil-nil draws if it was a game in real life. How's your dad managed to get 60 points, mate? You see it in football, don't you? When two teams come up against each other when they've got nothing to play for, there's high-scoring games. I know I've talked a little bit about Blackburn on this podcast, but we had one similar at the end of last season. It was Reading. Neither team had anything to play for. It was a mid-table game and it finished 4-3. This is a, a prime example of, of, of what happens. It's you know, it's the same again, but just in fantasy terms. Like 133 points between the two is That's mental. Some good math Especially for from, from, from two that have done absolutely nothing all season. To see that, you know, you just get your popcorn out and you just you just sit back and think, like, you know, it's just it's just Rolando and Peely's world and we're just living in it. It definitely is, mate. You know, with Bale and Son, he was always going to have a good week. And then the two Arsenal assets, which kept a clean sheet uh, away to my team, Newcastle. And then to my absolute dismay, I've lost again, lads. Two weeks on the dot, I've lost. So it probably puts me out of reaches of the title now. I don't know if it's mathematically out of my hands, but... um. At my heart, I know it's probably not meant to be for this season. So uh, fair play to James for beating me 37 to 22 points. And yeah, it's just just a little bit heartbreaking for me. But, you know, you three can still go on and win it. So uh, good luck to all of you. And uh, we'll see how the fixtures shape up for this week. Jack's got Rolando. And uh, if there's ever been a time for Rolando to get another score like that, it is this week. Could you imagine two weeks on the dot, Rolando winning? That would be insane. Are you getting a little bit nervous, Jack? Yeah, now now you're talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, if, he, if he's if he's firing that, Aubameyang's got a double. Obviously, he's, you know he's got Havertz in there as well. I'm thinking, oh no, like them two are actually decent assets to go into the uh, into the week with. Um, but with Antonio back on form, Kane's playing. Um, I'm hoping he has a, a low score. And I noticed the Guru's playing Peely, so two of the biggest performers from uh, last round are playing against the top two. It could be in for uh, could be in for a bit of a surprise week, maybe. And I'm just just looking at the fixtures now, and you know, I think we haven't given him one all season. I'd, I'd like to say on on form, maybe Rolando versus Jack is the game of the week for this week. What's what's your thoughts, Ollie? Um, yes, yes, I, I would say so. Just just because how surprising Rolando, you know, his point score was, and how you know. If you said this two weeks ago, Jack would be going in as like saying, oh, I need to win this one by 50 points. Like this one is about as penciled in as you can get, you know. It's a 5,000 to one Leicester type thing for Orlando to win. But now you look at it and you think, well, actually, Orlando could turn him over here and make the league very interesting. (laughs) So looking forward to it and hoping that Orlando, you know, as much as you're a great lad, Jack, I need you to lose this week. So Orlando, another score like last Um, week, please. I'm hoping that. I'm going to go into the uh, transfer market and just load up on United <laughs> assets and uh, just just see who's going I to can't play. Can't be that many left. <laughs> I can't be that. I think I'm down to defenders only, so I might just have to bring like the defenders in only. You never know what he might do. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we go. This could be an exciting one, actually. This could be a bit of a game changer. Oh, my title. I'll definitely be checking it this week. It would be absolutely poetic if Rolando, of all people, was the man to bring the draft guru's title charge to a halt. That would be something that as I'm as sure as a lot of people would as, love to see. Uh, as long as Peely does it to uh, the guru, then I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, another one of the games this week is your dad versus the guru, Ollie. So, uh, you know, that sort of needs needs to be three points for Matt. No other no other questions asked from him. And Peely as well, he, he outscored majority of the league this week as well. So do you back your dad this week? Can he beat the guru to help you out? Maybe you could uh, make a couple of transactions for him. I need him to. Um, obviously, if, the, if Matt loses, Jack loses, and I can take three points in um, against James Gaston, then we are back. We are back. So, um, you know, we're back on track to maybe go and win the league. So please, can we just have two upsets? That would be nice. 
just need to get on his phone and uh, getting the transactions for him, mate, bringing all the, the decent players for him. And you, you're going to have to do that yourself as well, because James Gasden's another one who we've, we've sort of written off for a lot of this season. And, you know, he beat me last week. Fair play to him. And uh, he's, he's not too far behind me. I think he's four points behind me. So uh, he's definitely going to be a difficult one for you to beat this week, Ollie. But uh, do you back yourself in? I've just clocked, by the way, as well, lads. I don't know if this has happened before, but it's where our real life teams are playing against each other in the same week that we're playing against each other in fantasy draft. It's Blackburn Birmingham at 9.30 on the Saturday night and it's me and James Gasden in draft. So two Blackburn wins and that would be nice. <laughs> two Birmingham wins and I'd be, you know, I'd be, you know, fuming. I'd be throwing pillows everywhere around my house or something or throwing controllers into walls. But, uh, but you know, two Blackburn wins and, and we're loving life. Yeah, and then the, the, to round off the the game week for our our draft league would be me against Statman Dave. And you know how confident are you going into this? You know, two is it two wins on the dot now for you, Statman? How confident are you going into this week against me? Yeah, I think I should have a pretty good chance. Um, I've got to, uh, yeah, just double check. I haven't haven't really looked at my draft team yet this week, but I'd I'd say I'm, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, and we'll just we'll just shoot off from the game of the week then. So Jack, you against Rolando. Are you backing yourself in to, to get three points this week? Yeah, it could be a close one if it's anything like last week for Rolo. So um I'll back myself in there and uh yeah, carry on the title charge and keep the pressure on Matt and go above him hopefully this week. Yeah, good stuff. Ollie, what about you? Yeah. Blackburn will win at nine thirty Saturday night and I'll and I'll follow suit and beat James. <laughs> What about Jack, Jack and Rolando, mate? <laughs> In terms of Jack and Rolando, well, you know, I'll win and Rolando will win. And I'll say that also that um, that uh, the Guru will lose. So <laughs> it's all going to be perfect. Jack, Jack, you're going to lose by 50 points. Guru to lose by 70. And give me a three-figure win and I'm going to win the league. Simple as that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But I think head says, head, says, head says Jack, heart says Rolando in a landslide. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Dave for the, for the game of the week, Jack versus Rolando. What what do you think? How do you think it's going to go? I don't think Rolando can back it up two weeks in a row, so it's got to be Jack. <laughs> I don't think you know that's just probably his first good week all season for the majority of it. So uh, I'm going to have to follow suit and go with Jack. But heading into the final sprint of the season now, it's not a marathon. It is a sprint from now on. We've got Matt in first on 60 points, tied with Jack on 60 points. The Guru's only above him on goal difference. Then below him, we've got Ollie on 57 points, Statman Dave on 54, myself on 51, James on 50, uh, Peely on 28 and Rolando on 22. So it's going to be an absolute monster finish in this league. It's going to be really close and it's definitely one that you're going to want to keep watching. But that wraps up the draft section and uh, concludes another another brilliant podcast. So, uh, Ollie, it was really nice to have you back on, mate. But, you know, is the, is the podcast curse going to occur? Are you going to have a bad week this week or is it going to, you know, has it inspired you to do really well this week? I'll probably have a shocker this week, let's be honest. Back on the pod. Obviously, you know, it's great to be back. I thought tonight was a really good podcast, to be fair. And obviously, I've been trying to tune in while I've been off the pod and they've all been class as well. But to be back in the thick of things is nice. And hopefully the podcast curse doesn't happen and I can have a decent week again. But, you know, hopefully uh, it all works out for you lot as well. Yeah, definitely. And mate, all your FPL dreams come true in double and triple game week 35. Good luck keeping up with all of it. Take care, stay safe and goodbye for now.